You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey there, beauty. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm going to do a little bit of a sharp, punchy episode today on the online landscape quarter two insights and update. The reason I chose to do this as a podcast episode is because I've been having this conversation offline with a lot of people lately in DMs, in coaching calls, in conversations with people in general, in person, not in person, and even I like this is stuff I've been even talking to people who aren't in the business space. So friends, my husband, other people in um, just in general, just about, you know, what the online landscape looks like and the way people are interacting online. It's been a really interesting shift in the online world in the last, I'm going to say definitely this year, but, you know, even more so probably the last quarter. And I know that there's a lot of people out there feeling a little bit down, a little bit despondent, a little bit like, what the hell is going on with my social media? I'm getting no reach on my posts. What do I do? How do I keep up? The stuff that I'm doing has not been working anymore. Um, You know, what the hell is going on? And look, I've been doing a lot of reflection over the last few months, Um, My year doesn't really kick in till February because I take January off pretty much because of the kids' school holidays. And so this first quarter, like February, March, April, I've been doing a lot of inward reflection, a lot of sitting back and watching and listening and learning and taking note of the way people are doing things and what people are interacting with. And it's been a really interesting time for me because I'm such an action taker, right? It's, um, it's been, very long protracted time for me to be living in this kind of reflective analytical state because I am such an action taker, but it has really helped me not just in my own business, but it's helped me, you know, obviously as a coach and a mentor as well to understand, you know, what's really going on out there with my clients um, and to really infuse this into how I help my people. So while I've been talking to, you know, my group coaching people and my one-to-one clients about this stuff. It's stuff I haven't really shared on the front line. So I thought, why not podcast about it? So I'm going to go through kind of some of the big changes I've seen in the digital landscape and then kind of the three big things that you could start to really look at in terms of how you're going to keep navigating things as they move forward. Because let's face it, the world is different. The world has changed. It is not the same as it was 2019. It isn't even the same as it was in 2020. And for some of us, 2021 is even more transformational and way more work needs to be done than it did last year. So it's just, it's a, it's a, a new world, a new world that we live in. And, you know, we need to go with the times. So before I get stuck in, I just want to say, honestly, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, I've been having lots of convos over on Instagram, um, 
Facebook, in my Facebook group, people sharing, you know, the episodes that they've loved, um, what they've loved consuming. Um, you know, the, you know, I've been a bit ranty sometimes in some of my episodes lately. And, um, it'd be me sharing really vulnerably, um, you know, what I've been doing in my own business, how I've been adapting to, to change. And I think definitely some of the episodes that have come out in this real time of reflection and analyzing for me have been, um, different to before. Obviously my last episode episode was about soul modes, which has been a, a huge um, journey I've been on, you know, from a emotional intelligence perspective. And I really appreciate you guys listening and going on this journey with me on the podcast each week. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And all I can say is if there's anything you would love to do in return from all the hours of effort I put into bringing this to you is just honestly leave a review, leave your Instagram handle in the review, and I'll give you a shout out on a future episode. And just tell your friends about it. Let's get more people subscribing and downloading. Um, the podcast has hit a thousand, sorry, 11,000 downloads, over 11,000 downloads. And I am just here for the growth of the pod. Um, and I'm absolutely loving it. So thank you so much, guys. So let's get into talking about the online landscape quarter two, 2021. So I can't really not nudge into the changes in 2021 without giving a nod to the changes in 2021. So the the first things first is that 2020 changed the landscape of our world and it definitely changed the landscape of our online world because there was a massive influx to the online space. Everyone was online. They were online all the dang time because we didn't have a lot else to do, particularly for those people that were stuck indoors. The online world became the way that we interacted with people. It became the way we connected with people. It was, became the way we stayed connected with loved ones. A bit of a savior for some of us, you know, um, and we had to adjust to a different way of living in 2020. But 2021 is is a different landscape. I think that with all of the being online and all of the doing online and all of the utilizing the online world that happened in 2020, um, that we've also since 2020 been let outdoors a little bit more. So in 2021, you know, definitely here in Australia and where I am, um, I feel like, you know, like what COVID <laughs> sometimes because I feel so fortunate and so blessed to live where I live, you know, except for, uh, you know, some the the initial sort of lockdown and, and um, uh, restrictions that were put on in like, you know, March, April leading through like sort of June, July 2020. For me, it's just like, you know, business as usual in the world where I live. I know that different parts of the world obviously are not experiencing that and it's certainly I'm not here to gloat about that. Um, but you know, and even in Australia, if you're from Victoria, then things have been very different and there's been parts of, you know, the country that have had snap lockdowns since then. So it's definitely something we're still living with. And there's still a lot of uncertainty around, can I go on a holiday? Can I go on a holiday? Am I, you know, like, what are the restrictions here? Um, but in terms of, I feel like the online world has taken a, a, a leaf out of what's going on physically. And I think we're outside, we can be outdoors, we can do more things and, people have retracted a little bit for what they're doing online because it's like, oh, well, life's gone. There's a bit of normality back here. We can do things. We can be outside. We can interact with real people and hug them. So, um, yeah, there is – while 2020 has definitely changed what happens online, 
the evolution of recovering from a global pandemic is also evolving, not not forever changing, but definitely evolving now how people use the online space moving forward. And I think we need to always acknowledge that. So some of the things that I've noticed is that people are being way more conscious about when and where they spend their time online. So when they're online, they're being extremely conscious. They're being very intentional about when and where they spend their time online. Um, we were so digitally overwhelmed, not overwhelmed. I think, I feel like we're digitally overwhelmed now, but we were so online because that was our place to connect last year in 2020 that now we don't need to rely on that world to connect with people all the time that, you know, we don't want the digital world to overtake our real life. So we're being very intentional, very conscious about when and where we spend time online. More and more people are removing notifications from their apps. They're, you know, deleting email apps off their phones. Like, you know, people are not wanting to be bothered with this constant dinging of the online world interrupting their real life. So what they're doing is they're still interacting online, but they're just being a little bit more conscious and intentional about that. I find that scroll time is zone out time for a lot of people. And if people are scrolling, they're not often engaging a lot unless the content you're putting out is super punchy and super engaging. Um, so if the people are consuming you, it's, it's intentional. They're consuming you for a reason. Um, and it's because they want to be there. So we need to be thinking about that in terms of how people are engaging online. It's very intentional now. The time and energy investment for people needs to have a clear and direct return on the investment. So people want to be consuming and investing their time online with something that is going to give them a return. Now, that return could be I'm going to binge this series on Netflix and the return is it's super entertaining and I get to laugh my ass off for five hours, right? If that's the return that they're looking for. It could be with a business brand that they are looking for someone who is standing out from the sea of sameness and has a real voice that they want to share that is different from everything that everyone else is saying, right? So the return on investment there is it's like maybe that person's voice is giving them a permission to do things differently or permission to feel a certain way instead of just, you know, being served up with the same content from everyone all the time. The Facebook groups, for example, that they're in, maybe it's that they need to get that return on the investment they put into that online community. And this is where you'll see that, um, you know, people are engaging in less Facebook groups now, but they're showing up really consistently in the ones that they're getting a return on. I know that heaps of people have been leaving Facebook groups where they're not getting value and particularly the, the, the Facebook groups where there is a detraction of value. So I know I, a lot of bigger groups out there, a lot of people have left those bigger groups because it's like it's detracting from their time that they're spending online. So, you know, if there's a detraction in value from the time you're spending online, people will unfollow. It is 100% they will unfollow. Um, whereas they, they might've just like scrolled past before. Now it's an intentional, I don't want to be a part of that energy. And if they're investing time online, there needs to be that return on their investment. So if it's really important, you know, who you, who your ideal client is, what content they want to consume, what they want to see from you so that you can give them their bang for their buck in terms of their engagement with you. 
The other thing is that digital noise is at an all-time high. People do not want to see a sea of sameness online anymore. They really want raw, innovative content. They don't want to see cookie-cutter strategy dished out on the internet from every single brand and every single person over and over again. It just becomes white noise. They They want people to rise above the sea of sameness and to show them something different, to show them a, someone that they can believe in, a value that they can buy into, an energy that they can tap into that is standing out from the crowd because otherwise you are just a part of that digital noise. You know, and a person that I see that does this really well would be um, Celeste Barber, right? You know, she is funny. She is, you know, she's always doing new things. Like you don't know what she's going to do next in terms of what she's doing with a, you know, um, you know, celebrity takeoffs and, you know, they're getting braver and bolder than they ever were before. Um, you know, she's aligned herself and, and, you know, really put her, um, person like her profile, not on the line, but she's, you know, got involved with like, you know, the bushfire support. She's really big on standing up for and letting you know the causes that she supports and the causes that she wants to be a part of and the, which really shows you what her values are. Right. Um, She's someone that's always real and raw and innovative in terms of her content. And she stands out. I see one of her posts, stop, and I consume, and I read, and I laugh, and I share. Okay? So that's what I mean by, you know, they don't, people don't want to see the same shit. They want to see, they want to see something that stands out. There's been a real shift from learning to doing. Um, and really that comes back to the time and energy investment and really needing to have that return on their investment. I saw in 2020 a big move towards people purchasing, on, purchasing online courses, doing lots of masterminds and stuff like that. And the real sense I'm getting these days is that, yes, they want to invest in learning. Yes, people want to invest in growing, but they also want to invest in doing. Um, so, you know, done for you services, obviously uh, a big thing there, but you know, if you're a course creator or a coach out there, then it's time to get innovative in how you're supporting your communities. The last thing is like real connection. So if you can't give people a real connection online, like, and I'm talking about showing who you really are, like behind the scenes, who you really are, what you stand for, what your values are. If you are not prepared to put your soul on the line and bear it to your audience, then they are going to go and find it from A, somebody else, or they're going to find it offline. So when people go online, they want real connection and they're going to follow, engage with and buy from brands that can give them that connection, that community, that authenticity, those values, that match theirs, they are the ones that they're going to interact with. And instead of interacting and buying from hundreds of brands, it's becoming a smaller, smaller pool that people buy from because they're, people are being really conscious with where they spend their money, not necessarily from a fiscal point of view, but just from an energetic point of view. People want to spend their money with brands that mean something to them, right? So they're happier to spend more money on less brands because they want to spend their money on the right things that actually meet the values that they have themselves rather than, you know, I might spread it over, say, 20 brands or 30 brands because it's, it's better value for money as such. Um, 
that real uh, value piece and that real meeting and connecting with your audience's values is really important right now. 100% for sure. And I think that probably one more thing to say is that I just think people have lower attention spans online right now. You know, if, if you're not standing out, their attention is you've lost their attention 100%. So what does this mean? So three things I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about. So about in terms of what does this mean? And obviously that could mean a whole bunch of other things, but these are probably the three big things that I think are important to note. Number one, let's talk about social media and the time that you're spending on social media. So I've kind of given a little bit of this away already. It comes back to that sea of sameness that you want your content to be punchy. You want it to have personality. You want it to be entertaining. I feel like social media is going back to being social and I am all here for that, right? Like it is really going back to the core of what it always was is that it's a place where you actually connect with real people, not bots, right? Um, And yes, obviously there's going to be automations that businesses have in place, but people want to actually just really talk to the real people. Um, they, and they really want that from their brands that they follow. They, they want that social aspect. They want to feel like they've been invited into your life in a way. Um, you know, they want to feel like they've been invited into your life and invited into your business and that they're, they're doing this with you or they're a part of it with you. So things that are really good to to give people what they're looking for there is behind the scenes content. Um, you know, it used to be so downplayed, I think, a couple of years ago, but behind the scenes content has had a real revival. I think Reels have been a big player in that for sure. But behind the scenes content allows people to come in, you know, come in the back door of your life and the back door of your business and sit down and just, you know, crack a beer and just have a chat with you and see what life's like, you know, in your, in your life and in your business. It's such an underrated part, piece of content, but it is so valuable from a connection point of view. Right now, more than ever before, having an opinion and, and showing and sharing your values with people is so important. You know, you cannot coast along right now sharing the same fluff piece, the same fluff opinion, the same fluff value that everyone else is sharing out there. You need to have your, you need to share your own. What are your own true core values, your core beliefs, your core opinions, even if it challenges things that other people in your industry are doing, even if it challenges maybe your audience to think differently I think that now is the time to be getting brave and to be sharing those things. People want to see it. They want to know what is going on inside of that noggin of yours and what makes you different from the 100 other people that do what you do because people buy your energy, they buy your beliefs, they buy your business values, they buy where you're going, they buy all those things. And because people are making such more conscious choices about where they spend their time and money so there is a return for them on that investment of their time and their money and their energy of where they're spending things, you know, it's, it's time to be brave and courageous about standing up for what you believe in and where you want your business to go. So this is the time where, you know, niching down is probably really important, right? Saying this is the people I want to work with so they can find you. Um, you know, just being brave and sharing who you are. 
it, it's, it sounds like such a small thing, but we are so confronted all the time with this like Huggies commercial version of an Instagram feed and people don't want to see it anymore. They want to see what's really going on. They want to see how you really feel about it, right? They want to hear if you had a failed product launch and what that meant for you. They want to hear that, you know, um, you made a mistake when you did X, Y, Z in your business. And what did that mean for you? They want to know that you're struggling to juggle mum life and business. They want to know that you know you're burning out just the same way that they are and this is what you're doing to do about it right this is just some of the things that you know where I see it's so important that you're sharing this with people because that's what they connect to so and then it comes that leads into like the stories and the storytelling that's I feel like storytelling is like a big part of how people are learning and 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 conveying messages at the moment um an example would be I'm doing a podcast series called The Motherhood Chronicles, which I'm recording at the moment with a various guests. And it's not learning and strategy style interviews. It's like, okay, what's your business? How'd you get into it? What were the what have been the highlights and the lowlights? Tell us about your family. And then let's talk how you're juggling the two, right? There's learning in all of those podcast episodes because everyone's going to identify with a different person. They're all telling really cool stories about how they've navigated business. But it's more the storytelling. It's, it's like, it's not a, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do this in this podcast episode. It's like, I'm going to show this awesome person to you. They're going to tell you an amazing story. You're going to buy into that story because it's a really cool story and you're going to learn something from it in the process, right? You don't have to interview people to do that. You can do that just by sharing your own stuff, which is what I've just spoken about. Um, you know, people really want that connection and to have connection more than ever before. And I have to say, one of the best ways to do it is video content. If you are not exploring how to use video on social media, then you need to stop right now and you need to go and explore it. Um, 100% video is one of the best mediums for you to be able to, um, to be able to get this stuff across to your audience and have them engage with you in a different way. The second thing I'm finding is that it may mean that your audience are really looking for brands that are helping them to get shit done. So where 2020 became such a big place of learning, as I think I said, you know, like people were really investing in courses and masterminds and all that stuff. Now it's just like, okay, I've done a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of strategizing. I've done a lot of learning. I just want to get the shit done now. I feel like that's life. It's business. Um, And again, it's like, oh, I'm let outside. The real world is out there. I just need to get my shit done. Okay. Um, So... I'm seeing this across many different sort of business types. So what this means is like for service-based businesses or anyone that's doing a done-for-you business, it's kind of, I feel like your time to shine right now, right? So if you're not online and you're not showing up and you are not calling in people, you are missing out right now. People are looking to outsource. People are looking to invest the money and invest the time into allowing someone else to do it for them because they don't have the headspace to be showing up to learn to do it themselves because it comes back to that whole time and energy investment. If it, if learning to do something themselves doesn't give them a direct return on investment that is more valuable than outsourcing it, then they are going to, that people are looking just to get it done by someone who can do it for them. I think it's definitely your time to shine right now. Coaches and course creators, I feel like this needs, this is our time to be creative, guys. I know this has definitely happened in my own business 
And this is a lot of the reflecting I've been doing is like, okay, I'm a coach. I'm a mentor. I teach people how to do things, but I also don't want to keep overwhelming people with having to keep learning more stuff. So what I've been doing is like inside of my membership communities is switching the support mechanisms I've got into more how to support mechanisms. So co-working sessions, quarterly planning sessions, more how-to videos on how to get things set up, more templates and tools and things like that. So whereas I don't have to be a done-for-you service provider to meet that need, I can still meet that need in the coaching and and course-creating space. It just means that I need to be creative and teach them how to do the things, but also give them the tools to do the things as well, right? And then that's meeting that need for someone where the return on investment time and energy for them to learn it is worth it for them. For product-based babes, I feel like for you guys, the focus needs to be on really making sure that you are conveying the need or the desire that your product feels for people. And you know, people are really valuing efficiency. They're valuing innovation. They're valuing things that make their life easier and they're willing to invest in things and products that make their life easier. Um, so again, if you're not online, you're not getting your, your product out there to people, you're not being innovative with your content and, you know, doing the things that are going to work to, to get in front of people, and really doubling down on what is the thing your product helps them with, then again, it's going to get lost in that sea of sameness, right? And the last thing I would say is that community and real connection. Now, I have done a couple of episodes on this before, so you can go back and listen to number 38 of the podcast, which is the power of building an engaged online community. And there is also a bonus episode which was an interview with Nat Kessel, who is a member of my online community, The Social Collective. It's called Personal Branding and Community as a Product-Based Biz. Um, So you can go and have a look at both of those. What I mean in terms of community and real connection is that, like I said, people are spending time online intentionally um, and really consciously, but they're also looking for that connection and that community from the time that they spend online. Now you don't necessarily, you don't have to have a Facebook group or a paid community to do this. But what I mean is like rallying your troops in a way that it's like, come hang with me online. I got you and all your other people like you, I got all them too. Um, You don't have to actually lead an online community to have a community feel for how you like rally your people up. So some of the things that do this really well is like video, right? So reels, for example, there's so much like less, less polished content. Um, It, if you're using reels really well to connect with people, and I'm not saying that you have to dance and point in them. I'm saying like using them well to connect with people and convey a message in your own personality and your own way of doing things. They're a really great way to connect as just as video is as a whole. Live streaming, it's raw, it's real, it's not polished. Like if a mistake happens when you're live, you can't cover it up. <laughs> you know, you can't hide from the live stream. Um, and you can get a really good community feel on a live stream because there's people engaging, you know, live with that person. They're responding to those people. You feel like you're part of something bigger than you. If you're interact with, interacting with someone on a live stream and they're communicating with all the people that are there live with them. Facebook groups, again, but 
you don't have to have your own Facebook group. It's about finding the ones where there, again, is that return on investment for your time that you're spending there and investing in those groups. And if you have a Facebook group of your own, now is the time to double down and make sure that you are providing real community and connection with your Facebook group and that it's the place where people want to be. I would have to say well-maintained and moderated Facebook groups where the owner shows up consistently is other ones that are more successful right now. DMs are a big one because if people are DMing you and you're responding, there's a real connection there. And hey, hey presto, there's a really cool tool inside the DM inbox. It's called the voice message. Pick it up and respond to people. Like if you've got to text more than two lines, pick up the voice message and speak. You know, it's a really great connective way to connect to your audience. People send me messages in the DM inbox all the time and I'm always picking up. I'm like, if I have to type more than 10 words, I'm picking up the voice message. And you'd be surprised how such a simple thing connects with people on such a deeper level and they really appreciate it. So that's a really good one to create connection. And then stories like Instagram stories. I think the more real that you can show up there um, consistently with, you know, it doesn't have to be polished, but just showing the real stuff that's going on, um, then you're going to create that community and that real, you know, that real connection. You know, polls on Instagram, that's a great way to build community on an Instagram story because it's like people are voting on something. They feel like they're part of a group of people doing things, you know, doing things together. People also love to see what the answers are when people click on them as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Like it's an unpack of the things that I've noticed. I'd love to kind of hear, have you been feeling this too? Have you been noticing this yourself? Um, if you haven't, you think I'm totally wrong. I'd love to hear from you too. Um, but if this is something that's kind of like, yes, I've been feeling this myself as well, then definitely come over to Instagram. Let's talk about it. It is a conversation I am so here for at the moment. Um, and really loving to unpack with people as 2020, you know, evolves and grows and seeing what it's going to mean as we move into 2022. So definitely head over to Instagram, um, and we can chat about it more over there. It's at Ms. Stacey Marie underscore. And or you can join me in my Facebook group, the Fully Expressed Entrepreneurs with Stacey Marie on Facebook, and we can talk about it in there too. Until next time, have an amazing week, guys. And until then, stay classy. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, the social hub au.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the social media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.